This episode is brought to you by CC's Loving Care, caring for the ones you love. This is Money Talks with TJ Howe from Triple H Financial. So when we say we help create and preserve your legacy, we're helping do a little pre-planning. If you plan, you make the decision. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, TJ provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Retirement made easy. Let us show you how. And now here is Money Talks with TJ Howe. Good afternoon, Tucson, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Money Talks with me, your good old buddy, TJ Howe, and our other really good buddy, uh, Tony Shore from Minnesota, and uh, enjoying the finally some warmer weather, I'm sure, up there. Anyway, but uh, we're excited today because we're going to be talking to you about something that's near and dear to most of your hearts, I'm sure, and that is protecting your retirement from, guess what, boomerang kids. Yikes. This is a big one, right? So, Tony, you're going to oh, be yeah. helping me with this one today because you, oh, you're familiar I, I'm with this I'm very familiar so with this topic. We're going to jump into Boomerang it. kids, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I know all about that. And uh, I'm sure, TJ, you're going to explain to us Jeez. what boomerang kids are. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's an interesting topic you, you picked today, TJ. But uh, a lot of folks yeah, are dealing is. with that. Uh, a lot of the baby boomers who are trying to retire themselves are dealing with boomerang like, kids. Yikes. So. Well, quick, this summer, quick example. The reason I picked this topic today when I was kind of looking through is is uh, for this reason. This summer, okay, you know yep. I've got three girls, right? One of them still at home, couple years left to go like yours in college, couple years to go in college. So that's cool. She's, she's at home, been at home, never left home. But my one from South Korea that married the dude in the Navy uh, came home back in March and is still there. In fact, she's not leaving until I drive her butt back to Jacksonville, Florida at the end of July uh, to get oh. set up in her new place. So she's here and I'm and and she's definitely made her oh, presence sure. known. You know, she's she's here. And then my oldest, uh, who just graduated from Boston University, has a wee break before she has to kind of get back at. So she's coming home for about four weeks. So we're going to have a full house of of older uh, adult yep. uh, children now here. So that'll be a unique experience, but of course, mine aren't staying in right. permanent. Right? If they were, if they time, were needing God, to stay still. permanently or didn't have any any prospects oh, of income, and yeah. you have to fully support them, that's yep. that's what we're talking about, TJ. When we talk about boomerang kids, you know, I have one of my oldest yeah. is in his second year of college, and he's home for the summer, and my other two are at home. But they're all sure. even the high schoolers. We make them work. And and I think my son yeah. will have no problem getting a job out of college. But a lot of kids are graduating from college with huge student loan debts and they can't make it on their own. Or, the, you know, the job market, wow. even though they say there's record low unemployment, uh, you know, the skilled positions yeah. sometimes can be hard to get into or they're graduating, right. graduating right. with, you know, um, a liberal arts major. Sociology yeah, degree, and exactly. there's not philosophy, much you can do with that. My nephew sadly, right? graduated with a philosophy yeah, degree. Right. 
Unless you're going to the seminary, maybe well, he he's going to go be a, a lawyer, priest or a, but you know, a, a, a he preacher. didn't do well enough to get oh, into the. Oh, but he, he right. uh, racked up some debt. He went to a $60,000 a year school and graduated with a philosophy Oof. major and uh, now is working at Pottery Oof. Barn. So guess who's guess who's oh, supporting oh, him okay. and his, gr- yeah, and mom his and girlfriend dad, huh? and mom his and dog dad. and his uh, apartment. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 mom and dad. Oh. So that's what we talk about, boomerang kids oh. who are coming back, right? Well, look, it, I just realized something. Uh, uh, according to a recent Time magazine study, check this out. 70% of parents polled spend up to 5000 a year supporting an adult child. While your intentions may be noble, the need to support your adult children can dramatically impact your retirement plans. Yeah. That comes right from the Time Magazine. Yeah, and that's a lot to, for an so ad, like, for a smokes. parent to give to an adult child. Yes, I remember when I first got married. I will say this in full disclosure: when I first got married, my mom and dad sat me down and they said, "Look, we understand it's tough getting going, and we you're our only child, your only son." We're going to give you a little allowance for the first year of marriage to just make sure you kind of get all your ducks in a row, right? And it ended up being two, three hundred bucks a month. Oh, I wow. think that's they nice. sent to me for the first year, yeah, which was lovely, helpful. right? It was lovely, but it, it wasn't. I, but I didn't ask for it, and I never moved back home. I I never moved back home. They just sent it to yeah. where I was in Arizona, and I, they were living in California. But they did it just because they could, and they're yeah, loving people, and they did a great job, right? But but I think that's different. Than having someone actually say, "Hey, mom, oh, dad, yeah, I'm moving that's back huge. in." Yeah, that's. And then, by the way, I'm bringing my wife and my 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 yeah. two babies. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, or or yeah. mom and dad, you no. need to buy me an apartment so I can live, and buy my yeah, girlfriend right. a car, and that's. Yeah, these kinds of I've seen that scenario happen, and it's like that's kind of crazy, but e. uh, but yeah, yeah I mean, if and, it, and it's it's different. Everybody's situation is different. We're not stereotyping everyone. Obviously, we all love our kids no, and want to support no. them. And if I had the money, uh, sure. I'd probably support my kids even more. Well, you know what sure, I mean? So, sure. so we're all guilty sure. of that. Sure. But um, sure. you know, it's important for parents to consider their retirement uh, in some cases before the needs of adult children, wouldn't you say? <sighs> that's I would absolutely say that's a a very good point. And by the way, that's a great question to get our conversation rolling too. So. With that being said, uh, while society has largely uh, satirized the boomerang generation, uh, it's important to consider how providing for your adult children might be anything but a joke, right? The Pew Research Center found that the number of young adults living at home rose to 36% in 2012. Oh, way higher, I'm sure it's gone up since then. Yeah, and that one in five kids still lived at home and doesn't pay any rent or expenses while at home. With this in mind, it's important to consider how to manage the balance between boomerang kids and your retirement. Yeah, well, what do you think, TJ, are some of the reasons that more and more kids are coming back home to live? Great question, Tony. I'd say there's a handful of reasons kids might be moving back. One of the main being, you said it, they're up to their eyebrows in debt from college, student loans, right? And they're like, they're drowning in that debt. And those stinkers, the government, they're not, they don't, they don't waffle, man. When you get out of school, brother, you start paying us now. Like they're pretty hardcore, right? So that's a big reason I'm sure because the kids are just worried about just paying their student loans. 
let alone eating on a regular basis, right? And for some kids who go off to school and graduate, they seem to have no other option than to move back home with mom and dad because they just can't find any job prospects. So young adults are dealing with the difficult job market with unstable jobs, unless, again, you've got that technologically advanced degree. Like in my daughter's case, she's golden because she got a dual master's, one being an MBA, which I'm not saying an MBA does anything good or bad, right? Doesn't hurt on the resume, but she got a second degree, a second master's in, guess what? In website design. Now, they don't call it that. They call it a master's of design technology or something, but that's her technical degree. That's the degree that actually landed her the job to, to in DC is that technicality, you know, that technical knowledge. So if you're graduating without that, and, and by the way, you know, uh, not only that, but real wages are stagnant and the unemployment rate among those between the ages of 16 and 24 is running about 12%. So I know that, you know, we'll hear different statistics on the news every day, but for that group of kiddos, between, you know, 16 and 24, it's about 12% right now. And, and, and that's a couple year old, uh, it could be higher, right? But without a stable source of income to rely on, many young adults are coming back to live with their parents to eliminate the burdens of paying rent, utilities, groceries, and other expenses. They're like, ah, I'll just live yeah. on mom and dad. Right? Yeah, that's, that's tough. So uh, you've probably come across clients that maybe have had hardships when planning for their retirement because of additional expenses caused by boomerang kids, right? Have you ever come across that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, I have. <laughs> In fact, I've got a couple I'm thinking about right now as we speak. Uh, I've got a couple of clients who have faced a, a, a financial planning dilemma that is absolutely related to their children coming back home to live. And, and sadly, in this one particular case I'm thinking of, and of course I won't mention names, but not only did the daughter get out of the military and come back home. Now the daughter has a job, daughter has a job outside the military, but she just needed to get her stable, her feet stable. So mom said, yeah, fine, come on back. And so she did, but listen to this. She brought back with her a teenage son. So not only did daughter move home, daughter brought with her a 16 year old teenage son to live too. So now grandpa and grandma aren't just kind of helping out daughter. They're now letting grandson borrow their cars and and give a movie for date night and, and, and. So, yeah, that's where it gets sticky, becomes a sticky wicket, is, is not just the kids coming home. It's when they bring their kids with wow. them. So that's kind of, that's where I'm seeing it So what kind of other expenses are parents having to cover for their kids out there? Well, that's, uh, geez, anything from their card to their credit card. I mean, a a July 2014 survey by American Consumer Credit Counseling found that more households provide financial assistance to adult children than than support for their elderly parents. Among those parents who are helping their kids, 41% are paying for their transportation or car costs, 57% are paying for their household bills, and 24% are paying their own student loans back for them. So the kids are getting out of school with these student loans, but mom and dad are, are taking the brunt of that Wow, for them. That's, that's kind of huge, right? That's just like, wow. So sometimes... 
even 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 when you don't plan on uh, being involved in the student loan. Like we told our daughter, the one that just graduated, I told her flat out, I'm not signing my name to anything, not anything, right? That you that no student loan am right. I going to attach my name to because those don't ever go away. And she, I made clear, I made clear with her, but I still think a lot of parents, they don't put their name to the loan, but they start paying for those loans, sadly, out of their own, you know, their own hard-earned monies. So that, yeah. that's where it gets kind of yeah. sad, I guess. Yeah, uh, obviously. So yeah, you've got transportation, household, um, student loans, like you said, and credit cards. You know, a lot of parents just give the yeah. kid the credit card and then they pay the, the parents pay the bill each month. Uh, and that's a problem. But do you think, TJ, this has always been a problem? I mean, why does it seem like such a big concern or like this has become a big topic and big concern lately? Well, of course, parents helping their children is nothing new, right? That's nothing new about that. But because of societal and economic and cultural factors present in America today where we, and sadly, it's true, we put this over riding pressure on our kiddos from the time they're one or two years old. You're going to college, you're going to college, you're going to college, right? Well, is it fair to say not everybody probably should or need or needs to go to college? Not everybody in America, not every kid in America, I hate to say this, ladies and gentlemen, but not every kid born in America needs to be going to college for whatever reason. They just don't, right? And Susie Orman gave a speech two years ago to Ohio State, graduating class of Ohio State University, the Ohio State University in Columbus. And you know what she said? She said, most of you will will not live long enough to pay off your own student debts. Most of you won't live long enough to pay off these student debts you've accrued going to college. So you know what you need to do? And oh boy, did this get the faculty in an uproar here. She said this at the Ohio State commencement. Address. She said, most of you need to turn around and go back to school to become welders, plumbers, and electricians or carpenters, and you're going to be the ones of the future making a quarter million plus a year, not the doctors and attorneys of the world. The doctors and attorneys are a dime a dozen. And if we, sadly, if our country goes down this rabbit hole of uh, universal health care, our doctors will be lucky to make 100000 150000 a year max being a doctor after all that schooling. Are you kidding? But where she said the real money's going to lie is in the trades because why most plumbers, electricians, and carpenters are older. They're North of 60, they're North of 65 and they're dying. They're dying off faster than new ones are coming around. So she literally told the whole class, you're better off going to learn to be a welder, an electrician, or a plumber. If you want to make it, Hey, in this country. And I, I kind of tend to say that, you know what? That's not bad advice. Why not encourage our children to get a trade, get a skill, something they could fall back on? I mean, they may get rich with that skill, being a plumber, an electrician, or a, or a carpenter. But if they're in a jam, instead of moving home and mooching off mom and dad, they could go use that skill or that trade or that trade craft, right? So that's kind of something. So anyway, but it's nothing new. It's just because of societal factors, you know, again, boomerang kids seem to be much more prevalent. Back in 2007, the number of adults living at home had stayed at a constant 32%, which is still pretty high. But in 2012, the Pew Report, however, revealed that number had climbed to 36% of millennials living at home. This marks a growing trend with the highest amount of adults living at home in four decades. So 
Yeah. Wow. Well, that's crazy. Uh, that's huge. Uh, what do you think has been the biggest repercussion of the shift then? Uh, honestly, I, I'd say the parents' finances are taking the biggest hit from this cultural shift, especially the funds that they're going to need for their own retirement. And when it comes down to parents deciding whether to support their adult kids or fund their retirement, parents sadly are choosing to sacrifice some of their retirement, uh, and that becomes a little worrisome. They're they're choosing to you know pay it forward to the kiddos, uh, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but that the expense of that's the problem, Tony. It's at the expense of they're stopping adding to their own retirement. Oh, yeah. See, and that's where that's where the, the problem kiddos. comes in. Right there is, you know, it's like on the airplane. It's yeah. that old analogy when the, you know, the stewardess goes through the steps and they say when the in a case of emergency, uh, you know, the oxygen mask will fall uh, from, uh, from the ceiling. Right. Uh, and they always say, adult parents, put yours on before you put on your children or those who need help. Right. And so uh, that's the same way with finances. If you, if you're not helping yourself or putting money away from retirement, uh, then you're not doing your family any favors. Yeah. Uh, you want to make that's sure exactly you're right. around and there's money <laughs> for them when they really, you know, uh, they, they might need it then. And you're going to need it. So right. uh, you're not going to do them any good if you run out of money. So uh, I think it's important to, you know, put that money away, don't touch it, and find other ways to help your adult children. Exactly. I mean, if you oh, can well, do it yeah, on top of, then that's know, a different Bill story. Gates or something. Right? You know, if you're yeah. TJ Howe, you know, yeah. these things, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm razzing you, but this, <laughs> yeah. this uh, you know, quite. obviously not, uh, not all of us can can, you know, fund our retirement and our entire kids' lives and livelihoods uh, without, exactly. you know, I, I exactly. think we got to push them a little bit to get them, get them working. I know it's easier right. said than done. And okay. we'll see where I'm at with my three when tried, they're all, you know, yeah. you know in their 20s well, and beyond. If you teach them, but if yeah. you teach them a good work ethic, I think if we, you and I, if we all as parents teach our kids that good work ethic, I don't think this will be a problem because they'll develop that innate, sense of of i gotta get after it right i mean i gotta get after it and do my thing and they'll and they will so that that's kind of a huge thing uh to in the teaching just in the raising of the kiddos right so i think i think that's that's all kind of part of it is just the bringing uh, just the the laying the foundation while they're at home laying the foundation that's that's huge talking about protecting our retirement income and our retirement savings from those boomerang kids uh, that come back and need our support or ask for our support. Uh, you've been discussing retirement and kids and how more and more parents out there uh, are probably putting their retirement plans at risk by providing for their adult or, as you call them, quote-unquote, boomerang children. So let's dive right back into the discussion. I mean, how do, much do you think this whole boomerang trend is affecting these parents who have boomerang kids compared to their counterparts without children. So adults out there who don't have children to support. Well, I think they have a huge leg up, to be honest, the ones with sure. kids. But it certainly makes a difference when it comes to retirement. Because in a recent uh, study from Hearts and Wallets, uh, they found that those over 65 with financially independent adult children were twice more likely to be retired than their counterparts still supporting adult children 
that statistic should speak for itself. Yeah, it, it really does. And we're not putting down having kids. I wouldn't give up my kids for the world, and I know you wouldn't oh, either. No. I mean, I would encourage people to have families, and if they can love and support them, uh, that's what you want to do. I mean, I wouldn't give it up for the world. And, uh, no, and you know, no. a lot of parents out there might be listening saying, well, I'd rather support my children than retire earlier or something. And so, and that's that's well, that's a noble thing to do. You cannot sacrifice uh, savings. You've got to make sure that you're prepared for the future at the same time. So, uh, you know, what are some tips for how we can avoid that situation? Well, um, there's a lot. So, um, I would simply say I would consider starting by cutting the financial cord as early as reasonably yeah. possible. I mean, seriously, you know, I have, I, I have friends right here in Tucson, Tony, that literally tell their kid, when you graduate high school, you're out. Like, I don't care if you have a job or not, you're out. You're going to learn by the School of Hard Knocks. Now, that's kind of harsh, right? Probably a little harsher than I would be, but there are some parents that they just are like, no, you're going you're gonna to sink or swim, but you're going to sink or swim with what I've taught you. So that's, that's some of those parents out there will do that, right? But for the most part, um, family financial experts agree that at some point between the ages of 18 and 22 years old, your adult child should be actively trying to provide for themselves. And again, if they're in school and they're kicking butt and taking names and they're working hard at being a student, I'm okay. I am okay. Cause my dad said that to me, he said, junior, he goes, I will pay for the first four years of your education. And I mean, I will pay everything. I will provide you an allowance for your food, your gas. I will provide you a car. I mean, I mean, I was spoiled. I'll be honest. Oh, well, wait, really TJ, spoiled. TJ, got, wait a minute. You were an only child, right? I'm yeah, an only child. so am I. So, yeah. you know what okay. they say about only so children? Only child. No, what spoiled do they say? Life. I mean, typically. Okay, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, but you true. know what? My that's parents, true. My parents didn't different. exactly have a lot, and I wouldn't say I was spoiled rotten. Was did I get more attention and more Christmas gifts than if I had had eight siblings? Of course. I mean, it's just, you know, you got to do the math. But uh, so right. in defense of only children, uh, we're in good right. company, though, TJ. Robin Williams was an only child. Real brilliant. Only child. Some of yeah. our, uh, we've had brilliant presidents uh, that have been only children. Yes. We've had, you know, we've yes. had a, a lot of great leaders and a lot of great people out there who are only children. But uh, yeah, spoiled rotten. You don't want to spoil your kids though, right? No, no, that's exactly right. And, and even for those of us that had more than one child, right? Like myself yeah, and you, we both yeah, had three, exactly. right? You and I had three. That's yeah. so funny because we're both single children, but we both chose to have yeah. three, right? Which is Oh, TJ, unique, let's right, not get ourselves. We had no choice in the matter. I know yeah. that's yeah. pretty much. Our wives, uh, our wives are driving that bus. You yeah, know that's that pretty much for sure. You know that pretty much. You bet. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. But, but it's just interesting. Like, how do we come to yeah. three? You know, it's a, but but again, it's it's really it's teaching them early. Like I started working, and I bet I bet I'll bet my bottom dollar you did too, especially because of your grandpa Bob's uh, influence oh, yeah. and your probably your dad's influence. Okay, dad or mom's, whoever grandpa Bob's connected to. But, you know, Grandpa Bob bled that bled that work ethic right on mm -hmm. down the line to his yep. children. And then they bled. Right. So. So for you and I, you know, we were I was listen, I was out digging gosh darn ditches 
at 14 oh, yeah, years of age. Oh yeah, me too. I was working. Grade. I grew up on a farm, so I they. I, I mean, I was I was I would work for a landscape. Yeah. My Sunday school teacher was a landscape uh, uh, guy, and I was out digging ditches, putting people's pipings in. Uh, yeah, that's you know, hard around work. Lodi, California. That is no. That is no joke right there, man. You come home, you don't need to take a pill to fall asleep. You're just <laughs> yeah. boom out. Yeah, 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 you're out. So, but, but, but I was working. My dad said, look, every summer you don't play, you work. Every summer you don't go to school. When you're not in school, you're working. And so my dad just kind of forced me down that path. And I'm not saying, listen, ladies and gentlemen, you want your kids to enjoy being a kid too. You do. So I am not suggesting put your eight-year-old to work or even your 10-year-old to work, right? But when they're coming up on freshman, sophomore year of high school, yeah, I might start putting the bug in their ear that instead of playing at the pool all day, every day in the summertime, uh, go get a job flipping burgers at an In-N-Out burger or McDonald's or or, uh, or go, you know, work part-time at a something, yeah, you know, just something. Uh, just, just to get, just to get a flavor for what it's like to have to answer to someone beside your yeah. mom or dad, right? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be respectful of the boss man or the boss yeah. woman. And that's important, right? There's a lot of life lessons. Right. And everybody's lessons. situation and is different What you know, how much different. money you have, what your kids are like. So we're just trying to talk in generalities for the show, but exactly there are right. things you can do, you know, to help your kids learn these lessons and maybe help them without hurting yourself so much. And I know you're more than happy to sit down and really go over a plan to accomplish that with our listeners. And speaking of that, we're almost out of time for today's show. So let our listeners know about that special offer and how they can get a hold of you. Sure. Again, for those of you that would like a free copy of my book, Stop Trusting the Experts, just call in and make an appointment to come see me. And in addition to the free book, if you'd like a copy of my book, I'll also give you your social security report, which between the two, between the two, this is me talking. I would take the social security report. Yeah, the maximization report. Yeah. Okay. To I maximize would, those benefits because that's going to pay that's dividends. That's absolutely yeah. correct. That'll pay you huge. That's worth its weight yeah. in gold, ladies and gentlemen. So come in and get a social security maximization report from us. Uh, we are always uh, offering those to all of our new new candidates, new prospective customers, right? Just to get the ball rolling and get the conversation going. And that's a great starting point right there to help maximize. Because for most of us, Tony, most of us civilians that don't have a military pension coming at us or a federal employment job pension, you know, for most of us, Social Security is going to be about 65% of our, our net makeup, our, our net income in retirement. So if that's the case, that means that's your base right there. Let's let's work on that base and build that base up. And again, if you are caring for boomerang kiddos, that's fine. But just know that they we can still put a plan in place to protect some money for you and your spouse for your retirement. Right. We can absolutely All right. That. Well, that. that's all for the... T- Let me redo that. Well, TJ, that's all the time we have. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Money Talks with our host, TJ Howe. Thank you for listening to Money Talks with TJ Howe. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact TJ Howe at Triple H Financial. 
Call 520-977-5297 or visit their website at triplehfinancial.com. TJ Howe and Triple H Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.